Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Flipside Focus. I'm your host, a random dude, Josh, and with me, as always, I I just I have to stick with with the the nickname, the man, the myth, the legend. No, not that <laughs> goat we're talking about. I'm talking about Johnny the Machine Hughes. Johnny, how are you? Uh, I don't know. I might I might choke this one. I've got I've got no protection. I'm drinking water, not beer. Oh, the pocket could break down anytime. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? Well, you know what? As long as you don't drop drop the ball, you know when you swing out to the flat, you're good. Son of a start the show over again. I'm done. <laughs> anyway, uh, here here we are. As we get close to Valentine's Day, following uh, what I thought was actually a pretty good Super Bowl, it was um, it was tenacious, tenacious. Um, if you want my personal opinion, I don't think you win the MVP for throwing two hundred and five yards. Sorry, I no. think uh, I think there should be some shared MVP love for the Tampa defense. Because mm-hmm. no, they they. They shut them down. Yeah. They shut the Chiefs down. And I'd even shout. I'd even shout for Leonard Fournette to get an MVP. Because mm. you know that he, he owned the third quarter running that ball. You know, if they don't get yards running that ball, Brady, fair enough, he's gonna have to throw some more passes, but yeah, they weren't gonna stop Fournette and that really yeah. decent. You know, 80, no. 80 yards rushing the ball over 140 total yardage. I think you know that's that's a damn sight better than, you know, 205 yards. Well, yeah, because anyone could just stay in the pocket as long as you have a good offensive line. But that's not why people are here now. Is it not? So, right, I'm leaving oh, now. Wrong, wrong pause. Okay, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're out. We'll see you all later. Yeah, bye. <laughs> actually, I'm just kidding. I, I couldn't actually do that. Um, and the reason is because we are here to talk about some indie comics and some pretty awesome ones, too. Good shout this week. Good shout. And you know what? It, for me, it was really hard just picking two. There's mm-hmm. been some absolutely kick-ass books this week. So to check out, so if you want to get more more reviews of some of these epic books, head over to our parent site, comiccrusaders.com. Check out all the reviews. Talk that that is a plug right there. That, that is a plug. That is a plug. <laughs> So for today, we're going to bring a fun caveat, if you will, to to the episode because we will be using the coin to decide who goes, whose pick goes first. So Johnny, as always, I will give you heads. So the dragon. <laughs> be careful how you say that. <laughs> <laughs> The audio guy is gonna die when he sees this. That's the that's the next advert for flip side. (laughs) And on the flip side of the coin, that'll be me. Is it Um, (laughs) too? I was trying to avoid that, damn it. All right, you know what? We're gonna flip the coin. All right, here we go. All right, your book it is it is first. My book first. Oh yes, man. sir. <sighs> All right, okay, cool. All right, so oh. 
I have to say that this book isn't normally my my cup of tea. However, I spent some time with this um, with the 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 original book, the one mm. that kind of precursors this. We're talking about White Ash and Clarion um, issue that came out from Scout Comics this week. Now, if any, if you don't know what White Ash is, White Ash is this kind of little think um lord of the rings type hamlet and there's orcs and all sorts of fairies and all sorts of kind of mythical creatures going on there white mm. ash follows um the story how um, a regular human gets pulled into the white ash world and realizes that he has um elf heritage in him and it goes on from there it is a kick-ass little series it was out last year you need to go and check it out uh, and it really does work. Um, this book's written by uh, one of the co-creators from White Ash originally, and that's by Charlie Stickney. Um, there's a it's a it's a three-part story here. Um, so our first part, you've got Romina Moran Ellie. Um, for part two, you've got Yishan Lee, and then for part three, you've got Connie Hughes, who also provides the letters um, across the board. Mm -hmm. um and you've got one more person to add in there and that's finn cram who's one of the colorists and also appears as a swear word halfway through <laughs> okay <laughs> it's always good always good all right so <laughs> so the way it works is clarion is this uh elf of aged proportions and the three stories are set in kind of three parts of her life um early doors middle doors and more recent times um and also Along for the ride is the introduction to her paramour, uh, which is Thane. All right. And you get to see them kind of how they get together, how they fall in love, um, and basically have fights and fights and fights with other people. Um, you've got to like, you've got to like the whole orcs and elves and Lord of the Rings type thing to get into this book, but it's mm -hmm. done so well. You know that I couldn't help but smile at it, and it's not even my cup of tea. This isn't my wheelhouse at all in any shape, way, or form. But Scout Comics, as we've said how many times, Josh? Scout Comics, plenty, plenty yeah. of times. We love, we love Scout Comics. Mm -hmm. So um, it's funny, it's charming. Um, my favorite part is probably part two, mm -hmm. um, with the with the whole changeling element in there. The art's pretty good. In fact, very good. Part one, there's a um, she's more, more Afro before she moves into the real real world, and it's just a really nice character piece to see how the character kind of evolves from where she starts to where she ends up. You know, yeah. So I thought I thought it was I thought it was nice and breezy compared to the usual kind of heavy-handed hogwash that we see mm -hmm. um, across the board in other other books. Yeah. I would describe her as a badass. I would, yeah, I would. Like now, I, I will note for for viewers. Normally, we you know we show different images of the book. However, this is very not safe for kids. Well, and so I know, I know. You can maybe jump but, to part, part, chapter two. It's not that bad, is it? Well, you know, let's actually here. Let me do this because, again, one of the benefits of StreamYard 
uh, which we used to to record, um, is the fact that I I can do all this sort of stuff. Um, where's the panel that I want? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, there. That Perfect. that's the one that that I was thinking of. But yeah, no, I I agree. I thought I really liked how they broke it up into the three parts. Um, it, it really kind of made it not only easier to read, but also follow along. Yeah. You did have to go through words of words of exposition. But honestly, I didn't mind that, which is funny considering I normally complain about books that are overly wordy. I think because it's set in the three different time zones, I think you get, you, you don't need the exposition because you're there at the start. Yeah. And then you dive back in halfway through. And you just accept it. There's no, there's no like, like fifteen pages of what happened between the four hundred years between the last time we bumped into them and so yeah. on and so forth. It's just this is where they started. This is where, and you just accept it. it it's mm -hmm. very cleverly written. Well, and and she even says, you know, catch up with me in a few hundred years. So, mm. you know, they they kind of ease it into it of okay, she she's going to live a long time, so. That in itself explains the different the different time zones, if you will, mm. um, or time periods for the book. I thought the artwork was spot on. Uh, mm -hmm. The let the lettering was fantastic, and I mean, lately we've had just some books, not not just any but big two, where the lettering's just kind of yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I like the idea of special font, all right? So if you're a fan of the Xbox, you know what I'm talking about. The X font that Clayton Cowles developed in every letter since whoever works on a, an Xbox uses. Yeah, I like the idea. I like the premise of it. But if you tried reading one of those, really? Because like, otherwise you're like, at least read it. And I'm wearing glasses, so things are zoomed up already. You have to have the book so close to your face. You know, and if you try to read it digitally, which we have to do for for the various pods, you know, you you have to zoom in so much to get what they're saying because yeah. the font is so small. It doesn't make it an easy reading experience, and really, a letterer's primary job should be make the book easy to read. Yeah, I, I mean, there's times where the lettering has been so small that on my big monitor, I have to almost take up the full screen. So it was nice I didn't have to do that with this book. So I just I just thought the book was so breezy. It was just a joy. It was a joy to read. Mm. So if you like action, if you love romance, you're gonna get you're gonna get both. And if you like orcs and elves and God knows what, well, and, and the kind of like you, this isn't really the genre that I'd be like. Oh, you know what? That's what I want to read. Mm. But I jump into this, and I was like, "Hey, I'm I'm quite enjoying this." It's kind of like I'm not a big fan of Lord of the Rings, but I'll play this out of Skyrim. <laughs> um, I will say this though: um, last year I did speak to um, Charlie Stinkney for mm. um, OTP, uh, the original outside the panels, and. Honestly, one of his influences for his books, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ah, uh, 
Now I've said that, can you see it? Yeah, yeah, especially with, yeah. Like, oh. not not only in the combat, but in just the overall. That answers, that, that actually makes so much sense. Mm. Good guy, good guy. Loves his book, loves White Ash. And you know what? So he should, so he should, because yeah. it is an absolute gem, a gem of a series. I, I I thought it was a fantastic book. And like we've said with other publishers, it, we're getting to the point now where if a publisher is coming out with the book, the chances are it's going to be a fantastic book. You know, mm. Scout Comics is now in that category. I would put Scout Comics up there with Ahoy, mm -hmm. uh, Source Point. Mm-hmm. You know, AWA and AWA, of course. So we're definitely seeing a a battle for some of the some of the better indie publishers, and it's and it's fun to watch. Do you know what I think is really really scary? And I think I don't think anybody kind of thinks of it this way. All right, when I look at the comics that I buy, if it wasn't for the fact that the DC books were icons. Mm -hmm. uh, there'd be no, you know, it's Batman. Everyone buys Batman. Everyone loves Batman. Take that away, you know. Take away the fact that it's Batman, as we've seen recently in a certain book that we're not going to name from Future State. Take away the key Batman out of that book, and you are left with a turgid book that does not hold up against any of the publishers that we've just talked about. Yeah. At all. All right. So DC might be trying to pull all, all the stops out, and Marvel are going to do it shortly with the whole uh, World Without Avengers uh, event. Mm. But they don't realize that without them, they don't have the creative chops to, to maintain the line where indie books succeed because they don't have those icons, and yet they can still get engaging books like this out. Yeah. You know, you, we both are saying that this is now a warehouse, but it's a fantastic book, and we both enjoyed it. What does that tell you about the quality on show from Scout Comics and from the guys that have worked on this book? Mm -hmm. No, it's. I think the entire team should give themselves a pat on the back because they really have done a fantastic job with this book. And that's that's really what it what it boils down to is they've put out a fantastic book and have now been able to at least speaking for us have got us interested in a genre that we would otherwise not be interested in because of this book. See, I'm surprised that this isn't your 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 type of thing because your whole uh, your whole Magic the Gathering kind of thing. I would have thought this was. I'm, I'm really weird when it comes. To, <laughs> I know, shocker. Mind uh, you, I suppose that's like saying every sci-fi fan must like Star Wars. So exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, no, th this is just one of those books that, or one of those genres that there, there really is a fine line on what I like and what I don't like. Yes, I like magic the gathering but it's 
I don't get into the lore as much as I get into the game itself. Uh, okay. You know, the deck building, the strategy within within the game. It's like chess on cardboard. So, and Chinese. Yeah, exactly. See, I'm getting done with the lingo. Y- you are. Um, funny enough, and I'll, gi- I'll give you a little uh, um, sneak peek, if you will. Uh, we Ooh, got uh, your jank head and sneak peek. Wait, wait. So we we got the jank think tank, the the mm-hmm. new Magic the Gathering show, and we may we will actually have some gameplay video too. Cool, cool. Excellent. And oh, did I have some pretty epic games? No spoilers. Nope. Don't, don't tell us who won. Nope. All all I'm saying is the games were epic. So, but speaking of epic, it's that time of year when you want to express your devotion to to those who mean the most to you. Yes, that's right. For some, it's a what? day. Others, they could honestly care less. But what you should care about is the new book coming out of Dynamite Comics. <laughs> I, I, that, that was a really long-winded segue, I've got to say. It lacked a certain well, value. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. Johnny, you're breaking my heart with this one. Oh, you're killing me. You're killing ah. me. <laughs> we Those are, are the stakes about... that we're playing for. Oh. <laughs> I'm done. I, I can't. I can't. get some holy water ready because we're about to talk some vampirella (laughs) Um, so this is their valentine's day special and i must say i quite i enjoyed the book Mm -hmm. there were some aspects of the story that kind of threw me for a loop Really? I mean, to have Vampirella at one point in time have a, an armored suit that makes her look like a Power Ranger. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. She's a fashion icon. That, that's true. She is. It just, I don't know. It, it threw me for a loop. Um, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it was this really kind of the story between her and Dracula. Mm-hmm. And I must say, if you love action and you love seeing Vampirella kick ass and take names, this is the book you want to get. Indeed. Indeed. And I mean, who who's not to love about Vampy? I mean, we, we've talked about her before in the show. This is, this is not the first Vampirella story that, that we've talked about, nor will it be the last. Not if it's as good as this. This book is extremely well written. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very old school with a written monologue rather than lots of uh, speech bubbles, which is yeah. which is good. Um, if the art lacks in detail in places, it, it it's because it's creating that gothic horror feel rather mm-hmm. than the kind of in your face action. Which is there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, 
who's not to love Ampy? I mean, I honestly, the, the gritty art style for this really worked because I feel it just really describes the world that much better. Mm-hmm. It's dark and gritty. It's not, it's gritty. I mean, what more can be said? <laughs> Indeed. And, and honestly, I like with the 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 inner monologue text boxes, I appreciated the choice of picking like the dark maroon for the background color and then using white as mm-hmm. the text. That really made it easier to read. Good. Especially with everything going on. Because there, there's a lot of panels that there's a lot going on. And so to have that kind of offset it, I liked it. Liked it a lot. So for those who are um, going to pick this book up, it's out now in stores. Mm -hmm. All right. So you should be able to get this in your local comic book shops. Remember, check your store to see if they're doing curbside pickup. Make sure you're staying safe while you're going to pick up the comics. If they've got the little sanitizer going in, don't be giving them grief saying, I don't want grease on my hands because they're ruining my comic books. Bullshit. Grease your hands. Put the sanitizer on. Wait 30 seconds, then go and touch your comics. You know, don't touch what you're going to buy. You know, be safe. Or check Comixology. Um, so this is written by Tom Snigowski and Janine Aitchison. Uh, what you will be surprised to know is while Tom is a comic book veteran, having spent time with Vampirella back in the early 90s with Harris Comics, yes, mm-hmm. uh, this is actually Janine's very first comic book. Really? Yeah, straight up. Um, Art by Marcos Ramos. Colorist is Denis Ribeiro, who we've seen on countless other um, Dynamite books. And letters, there's only one good letter on this. It's the the man, Tel Esposito, Mm -hmm. who does a wealth of work for indie books, as well as um, in the past working on some Marvel and DC. Predominantly an indie guy now, a Ghost Glyph Studios, his work is par excellence. He is probably the, um, for me, one of the premier letters, letters out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Dynamite have got a couple of them. Um, Hassan, Otsman, Eloi. I know I've said that wrong. There's another great uh, letter that, that Dynamite have on, on top. Um, so for those that are picking up the book, the story is this. It's Dracula versus Vampy. Un- unfortunately, Dracula wins for the first time ever. And then it's kind of what happens and the ramifications thereafter this. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, is Vampy just a love uh, a love slave to, uh, to the big bite? Or is there something else going on? Well, it's a comic book, so yeah, there's something else going on. Of course. Um, Wouldn't be that. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that bugged me about this book was it's a one-shot. And towards the end of the book, it it, it states that the story is going to be continued later in the year. Um, when I wrote the review for Comic Crusaders on this book, uh, Tom Sinowski was good enough to get in touch and say, we didn't really plan it that way. We just love Dark Vampy that mm-hmm. much that we want to go a step further. Um, you want to hear it straight for him? Check out the last door outside the panels. That's right. We have an interview with Tom and Janine talking about this book. 
And uh, at that point, I mean, as we've done before, we'll put a link over there, right over there. Cool. You can just click on it, put it in your uh, watch later folder because, you know, we'd rather you finish this episode then jump over to that yeah 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 but um to hear to hear a comic pro like tom and then a comic newbie like janine talk about vampy honestly it was so good to hear them talk and be on the same same mm-hmm. wavelength um i don't know what it is about dynamite over the last the last six months their their red sonia stuff the vampirella stuff has just been on fire mm-hmm. i really really enjoyed it. i mean I loved uh, Vampy Red Sonia book. I loved um, I loved the Vampy Dark Powers book. I loved the Red Sonia Superpowers book. You know they're, they're doing really really well. The probably one that I'm not reading predominantly is the main Vampirella book and the main Red Red, Red Sonia book for some reason. But you know these kind of these kind of crossovers and get-togethers, you know they. They're adding something. They've got some spark, and of course, currently they've got Joseph Michael. Uh, I can't pronounce his name. Is it Linsner? Mm. Yeah, Lins yeah. Linsner on covers, and you know this is the guy that created Cry for Dawn. So if you're in the like, if you're in a little bit of cheesecake art, you are going to get fine art all the time. All right. Yeah. However, I said this said. They said there is actually a cosplay version of this cover. If you can get that, that's pretty cool. I might be able to, if I can borrow the shared screen for two seconds. Absolutely, go for it. Uh, shared screen. There you go. Ooh. Um, there's your there's your cosplay cover. I dig it. Yeah, cool. I dig there it. you go. Yeah, and another you know smashing hit from from Dynamite. You know, like you said, they're they're rocking it. I mean, the fact that they also landed the James Bond licensing, the James Bond books from Dynamite are absolutely bang on. Absolutely, if you like the novels over the movies, double mm-hmm. thumbs up. Yeah, they, they're taking it because it's it's out, it's promoted as Ian Fleming's James Bond, mm-hmm. so it has that resonance with the novels. So it's not all just glitz and glamour and fancy dresses and high tech gadgets. You know the the dudes are the dudes a bit yeah. of a badass. I was well, going to swear and I realised where I was. I was like, <laughs> well, it, it, it's bringing James Bond back to how he was originally, yeah, conceived. Uh, yeah. That's appropriate for Valentine's Day, um, <laughs> but you know, having having read read the books by Ian Fleming. Yeah. As you said, the, these are these are absolutely fantastic. If it wasn't... I think Dynamite are probably... I got grief for saying this the other day. I got grief for calling them an indie title, an indie book. Sorry. I'll, so I'll change that. And I'll say that Dynamite are probably my non-big two publishers of choice. I can, I, I can, yeah, yeah. Um, they, they've, got, they, they've got the bigger intellectual property names. Well, it's not just that; it is a matter of 
it's a matter of circumstance for me because mm. my local comic book shops um one is closed one's doing click and collect they don't order a lot of um they don't offer a, ordering a lot of the like the awas and the scouts mm. and stuff like that so um if i'm going to a comic book shop now unless i know the book is out there already i can get the pre-order in beforehand you know then um i'm kind of at a loose end for that um so if i'm going to the store you know i could argue there'll be some weeks i'll buy more dynamite books than anything else so well either way at this point definitely check it out and as johnny said contact your local comic book shop see if they're doing curbside pickup or if you're able to go in use the damn sanitizer it's fine it's fine but while we get ready to kickstart this next segment i thought you were say ready to rumble there oh <laughs> oh let's get ready to rumble it makes me want to watch that that movie of david arquette ready to rumble uh i was thinking of the just because of what we're going to be talking about in about 30 seconds time or so. Well, you know, I that's up to the coin. That's uh. up to the coin to decide. But while we're arguing about the, the coin idea, check out this ad for our newest show, The Jank Think Tank, here on Undercover King. I didn't realize we were already back. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. It's, yeah, must be. Must be. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Make sure to go check out the Jank Think Tank. Loads of fun. I I have way, way too much fun with that, but not as much fun as I have on flip side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> on that note, so, as always, we talk about Kickstarter campaigns, mm -hmm. the comic books that you should probably check out and maybe even consider backing because, let's be honest, in this day and age, that's kind of how we get a lot of our newer up-and-coming books. So, as always, we've got two, two different books, two different campaigns. Mm -hmm. And again, we will let the coin decide. So I'm learning my lesson from earlier. Johnny, oh. you get the dragon side. Yay! And I will get the Mortal Kombat side. So here we go. What do you think? What, what do you think? Oh, well, yeah, you're right. You get to go first. Well, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just talked last time. 
Well, you know what? I, I guess at that point you might as well just drop kick me in the face or something. something. Uh, killing me. Killing me. Okay, fine. Hit me with a chair. I don't care. <laughs> it's a plastic steel chair. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's definitely a metal chair. It's just how it's it's just how it's put together. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right, okay then. So um do you have the chair on this or do I share it? Oh yeah, I already got it. We're good. Uh, good we man. are good. good. good Excellent. All right, so this is Guts 2020. Um wrestling comics that kind of came into a bit of a bit of a, a niche over the last two years or so, I feel. Uh this one is a sequel to the original Guts idea. Um I like it because um you know what? Lucha luchadoras and female wrestling. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Glow. You know the show on Netflix? I I know of it. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, Considering the, the wrestling fan that I am, yeah, yeah haven't haven't watched it yet. Me and my wife, we love Glow. We absolutely think it's one of the best shows. Um the comic's pretty good as well. You know, the comics mm -hmm. done with just enough likenesses so you know who's who and stuff it has mm -hmm. that same sort of fun in it um so talk about female luchadoras always gonna put a smile on my face um this as i said is the sequel um part of one of the uh rewards on the pledge is you can get the first one the first series at a discounted price so that's always good um and basically Female wrestlers, it's that's as good as it gets, right? Mm -hmm. No, no, um, it's a 60 page comic, follows the young wrestling protagonist through some sometimes rough world of women's professional wrestling. So, mm -hmm. I imagine it to be a little bit angsty, a little bit action y. There's bound to be loads of um, loads of different types of wrestling in there. Um, I just think it's a really good. A nice fun comic and sometimes we get away from the fact that we read comics for fun mm -hmm. you know we don't need to have comics kind of um have a, an agenda and sometimes it is fun just to keep it nice and simple um okay um let's see do we have creators on this and let's just flip in through uh, so there's a ad goods comic on Twitter, so you can check out the updates and so on and so forth. Um, Let's see. So I see. Instant, I see it's inked, coloured, lettered, and designed by Instant Doodle. Okay, cool. Oh, so drawn hesitant Doodle. Yeah, yeah, hesitant Doodle. Drawn, inked, coloured, lettered. There you go. Um, They are in Scotland, in Glasgow. There you go. Um, so that's interesting. And I just think that the idea of luchadors from Scotland mm. just kind of, uh, kind of, kind of seems a little bit odd. But I would give it a, I would give it a go. Um, when you talk about pledges, you've got um, where are we at? They are pledged at £1,109 of their £700 goal, all right? 20 days to go. So, as we like to say, this is a, a one, two, three, and the winner is, there you go, you're, you're guaranteed to get your book. 
Was can I say? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. That just uh, happened. <laughs> so, yeah, you can pledge as little as £5 pounds, um, and you can go all the way up uh, to... Um, ooh, look at that. The £15 pounds one's gone already. Mm-hmm. £10 pounds the next one, which is a cruiserweight of which you get a physical and digital copy of Goods 2020. Um, the all gone one. Oh, look at that. Pledge 15 or more. You got the 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 both copies. That's how popular this book is already. That's yeah. gone. It's crazy. Um, delivery date is around June. Um, for physical copies, be mindful. Of course, we're living in a COVID world. Um, digital copies are around by March. Um, and uh, hard copies are shipped anywhere in the world. So there you go. Um, the extra stuff that you get. Uh, stretch goals, you get, um, let's see, a recycled paper bookmark. Okay, that's nice. I like how to try to keep eco-friendly with that. Mm-hmm. If you exceed a tag goal by 135, Kickstarter backers will look to heavyweight art prints. Cool, I like that. Uh, for, if they're over 246, we'll unlock four item, oh, sorry, four 10 centimeters vinyl stickers of the cast. And then if you exceed the 448, you'll get um, gloss acrylic charm, which is added to every order. So there you go. If it's the That's cutie cool. stuff you like, this is this is the one for you. I just think it's I think it's just fun. I just yeah. I just like the idea of something fun. So yeah, that's mine. Yeah, no, I and, and Glasgow is only agree. three hours from where I live, so that's crazy. I was gonna say that's just a hop skip and a hope size jump. Well, it would be if there was no travel restrictions in, but we have unfortunately travel restrictions. That's oh man, stupid pandemic ruining our fun. Gall. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this book looks looks really awesome, and I I like the art style. I think it fits mm-hmm. for you know the the nature of the book, and I mean if you enjoy you know. Re- pro wrestling storytelling because that that's what they're doing in the ring they're telling a story mm-hmm. you're you're going to enjoy this so it's a it definitely a book worth picking up there you go so well speaking of other foreign books that I, I was trying to figure out how I can make this happen. Um, I don't know if it did so well. Uh, but my talking pick, of the talking about the other European Union, Union <laughs> on the other side of the pond. Oh yes, just to the north of the states, we have Foreign Matter Number One: Global Superhero Murder Mystery. The best way to describe this is taking superheroes. And zombies and mashing them together but the it, it's not not a zombie book and i wouldn't even put it as a complete total superhero book either it's just a wonderful mashup of the two so this book um is written by martin john mm-hmm. with art by german ponce and it, as I said, it's just that. It's a coalition of superheroes fighting the undead. 
And I must say, the art on this, I dig it. I dig it a lot. Okay, cool. Because, I, I mean, you, you look at other other zombie-type books, and the zombies all look the same. But this, we get different varieties of zombies. They've really done a good job as far as making each zombie unique in that respect. Um, and then on the superhero side, they've also really taken a unique approach on designing this, the superheroes. Although I will admit this one right here definitely get, gets in touch with that black canary feel. Just missing the fishnets. No canary then. Has to have fishnets. Okay. Well, maybe that's why she didn't get fishnets, so that way they didn't get <laughs> <laughs> didn't get sued. <laughs> exactly. But if if you love zombies, if you love action, if you love superheroes, and if you love some different type of language that's being yelled at that you have no idea what that is being said, there you go. I just it, it looks like a fun book and the fact that they go up against a character named the Skeleton King that looks like Skeletor only a hundred times more badass. I'm just saying. Well, as long as there's a needle in to go with him, I'll be all right. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you, you're totally fine. So currently, it's raised one thousand seven hundred and sixty dollars, um, and their their minimum goal is only six hundred and thirty. And so they fully funded in forty eight hours. So again, an, another slam dunk book uh, with fourteen days to go at the time of recording. Um, and so you've got your your digital copy for about for ten. Canadian dollars, which is about $8 in the U.S. Um, if you want to get the physical copy of this 80-page book. So you're definitely getting your money's worth in that respect. So about 20, so 25 Canadian dollars, which equals out to, to about 20 U.S. dollars, you're going to get the physical book. And the crazy thing is, those are the only two pledges. They're the only two tiers. There you go then. Uh, to be honest, I don't think um, I don't think Goods had that many. I think there was only three, and one of them had gone. So, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, get a car. Oh, I guess the ten dollar one. Also, you get the the mini comic as well as the the number one, and those actually shipped this month. Wow! Which also tells you that the book is done. You know, where the physical copy will be shipped anywhere in the world starting in April. Not bad at all. Not like that. I, I think is, and that's definitely something worth considering when looking at Kickstarter is look look at the date of delivery. Mm. Because if it's going to be either later in the year or next year, you know, it may or may not be done. 
You don't know. That's. I mean, you know, you raise an interesting point. You raise an interesting point. We don't. We don't want to tie everybody with the same life held brush. However, what you got to think is that that gap. If it's if it's if you're looking for a Kickstarter now and the book's not due out till December this year, you've got to ask yourself where are they in the production area? Mm -hmm. Yeah, where where is it? All right. That could be that they're still creating the thing, which is which is fine. And to yeah, totally, totally fine. fine. It could also be that they are so behind on schedule that it's it they're not they're going to have a hard time. All right. Mm. So normally it's one of those two. Yeah. There's very little gray matter in between those two points. The other thing that I I would say to look into on on the campaign, look at the update section. You know, ha has the creator been communicating what's going on? Mm -hmm. You know, so this this so Martin updated just yesterday at, at the time of this recording that he's going back in and doing a little bit of edits. Totally fine. That's not going to set back the the production of the book. You know, he's just mm -hmm. a, it's allowing him to go and and clean it up a little bit. But this is another big thing that I I personally look at is how well is the creator communicating with with backers? Because mm. if they're not communicating, hmm. Again, I don't want to necessarily assume that every campaign that's pushed out to the end of the year or next year. It's going to have a, a life failed debacle, but at the same time, you know, you, you got to take into consideration this is also your money. Good shout! Good shout! Um, I've had a look through this, I quite like the idea. Um, Heroes and Zombies isn't particularly new, um, however. I'm always up for some raw art. Mm -hmm. And I think the art here has that that rawness to it that kind of it's funny. If the art was in a in a in a different publisher, we'd be like, man, this sucks. Look at the perspectives are all off. But it's not. This is yeah. this is somebody's work that they're looking to get out there so people can look at it. The art itself, even in the finished book, the artist will be a work in progress. And chances are, you know, if he's if the person sticks to it and keeps going and keeps going, they will land a deal on mm -hmm. on an indie book. Um, and you're holding the, the his first issue mm -hmm. of when you know. And if you think, and what's he talking about? You just go back and look at Jim Lee's first work. Jim Lee's first work is nowhere near the finished article that his later work is. Yeah. All right. It it just happens, man. That's the way it works. It, that's it. You know, artists develop. What I do like about this artist is they've got some really good camera angles. Mm -hmm. they're, used, they're, they're trying to use different ways of looking at the scene. It's not just flat on the page. Yeah. So they're trying to show some depth in there. Um on that panel there, the girl with the in the green, with the blaster thing, the lasers coming out the side of her. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, 
it just who who draws from that perspective you know and i think to myself it's an ambitious it's an ambitious take and it's a, an ambitious gamble and i think you've got to kind of applaud that you know yeah. is it the first article no not in comparison to some some of the other books we talk about of course mm -hmm. not but then that's what you get when you get kickstarter you're getting somebody's you know somebody's um milk teeth getting cut yeah. so they can become the professional artist that they, that they know they can be there's enough going on in this book to to make me think that the people involved definitely definitely will make it in comics down the line mm -hmm. and a lot of times a lot of these up-and-coming writers this is where they start it's they don't just waltz right into marvel or dc yeah. and say hey here you go boom i mean I it's funny i find it so it's i find it so odd it's like a full circle thing you start off with kickstarter when you when you got no name you then move into the the higher arena of you know the indie books like dynamite or dark horse or big two or whatever and mm. then by the time you've outstaged your welcome you're back on kickstarter but this time <laughs> with a fan but this time with a fan base to constantly back you straight away it's 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 man it's a vicious circle it's a you're, it's a, you're not referencing not turner are you no no. no 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 i was thinking of other books i mean uh tom mandrake's always on mm. on on kickstarter he's a he's a good guy from from the uh from the late 70s early 80s on batman and and detective comics um there's a whole host of creators I wasn't just thinking Todd McFarlane. Look at Todd McFarlane creates a huge, massive, great big toy enterprise, does fantastic, and then his next one goes out on Kickstarter. Yeah. So no, I wasn't just picking on your best bud, Scott Snyder. And uh, you know what? Snyder. But I, I, I love what Scott's doing with that book. Well, I have yet to read it. it I've got it on my advanced review to do. So um, I am, I am quietly looking forward to it. I'm hoping it is a step away from the dark universe stuff that we saw in dc i'm hoping it is i i won't i won't spoil anything because i want you to be able to go into it with with fresh eyes oh cool i appreciate that well, but yeah, i was saying i was saying that in my day job as well today actually i was saying something very small <laughs> Never mind. boy you you're just you know people are being considered all day for you how awesome is that <laughs> um, i'll wait i'll wait until the other coin flips and then gets me into trouble yeah okay, okay fine fair, <laughs> fair enough well that's going to be it for this episode of flipside focus uh make sure you know take a moment check out all the books that we talked about you know check out the kickstarters if it's your cup of tea make sure to click that that back this back this project button because mm -hmm. that's the only way that we get a lot of these new books that haven't yet been picked up by other publishers. So, But that being said, make sure to also check out all of our other shows on the Undercover Capes Podcast Network, including... The Old Timers Comic Book Show, exclusive to YouTube, where... The hosts are old, but the comics most certainly are. The next episode will be a Valentine special of the best couples in comicdom. Oh, are, boy. There are a couple of surprises. Oh, snap. I really hope you're not wearing fishnets for that. I don't... Mm.
Who says I'm not wearing them now? You're right. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I'm not. See, regular socks. There okay, you go. good. Woo! Or else I was going to have to go down to the liquor store and get a little to forget that. Um, <laughs> or I could read one of the big... <laughs> or, or I could read one of the future state books and that'll do the same effect. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, did I say that? Yes, I, I did. I, I think I think you'll see me in fishnets is still more attractive than some of the art on those books. Right. <laughs> and and if you guys want to know what we're talking about, head over to the Definitive Crusade. Check out all DC comic uh, reviews. And then, of course, we've got No Price Podcast for all of you Marvel fans. And, I mean, we've, we've got a slew of... Yeah, programs. So I even I, I have I have up my sleeve for fans of Casual Fling from uh, that's out this week. I'm from AWA Comics. Mm -hmm. I'm only talking to Jason Starr tomorrow. The that's how finger on the pulse we are here at, uh, at the UCPN. There you go. I, he, boy, you just threw that pen down with the thirty. Just bam! It's my wife. It's my wife's. What is it? Boo? Is that the girl from Monsters Inc? Oh yeah, Boo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was such a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, Johnny, as always, it's a pleasure. Indeed, absolutely love doing this show. Thank you so much. It is like. It is like the lemon sorbet of the comic world for me. Wow. Cleans my that is out. a that is a true compliment. <laughs> Love it. When you see some of the books I have to look at. <laughs> oh man. Well, we hope you guys enjoy your Valentine's Day weekend. Hopefully it's not torturous, whether you're celebrating or avoiding it like the plague. But hopefully you don't turn into a zombie. And on that note, we will catch you guys next time. On the flip side.